Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Sweet Talk, the podcast where I get to tell you how I feel about the critically acclaimed Oprah Winfrey Network show, Queen Sugar. I'm Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com, and I'm excited to jump right in and talk about season four, episode two of Queen Sugar. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to give you my top three moments from the show. So here we go. Blue's parents both went on dates. It's probably my third biggest moment, right? So Ralph Angel takes Blue out to this birthday party in New Orleans. One of his friends is having a party at this little fake Chuck E. Cheese-like place in the mall. And lo and behold, the young lady that he met last week at the little picnic was there with her daughter. The lady's name is Disa, her daughter's name is Joy. And uh, some little sparks flew or whatever. I was excited to see it Um, and it was cute, you know? They went out into the mall and I don't know, you guys can tell me if you think that this was a date or not. I'm not really sure. I consider it a date. They left the little Chuck E. Cheese place, left the kids with the other boy's parents, I would assume, and went out into the mall, walked around for a little bit, had some lemonade, had some beignets, and for the first time ever, Ralph Angel got a massage. Now. This was funny to me because it wasn't like a real massage with people's hands on you. It was more like the little chair massage where you put the coins in and you get a massage for, I don't know, like five minutes. This guy was not relaxed at all, but he liked it. And I think that that was a cool little thing. He and Disa got to spend some time together and he even shot his shot, asked for another opportunity to see her without the kids. Okay. I see you, Ralph Angel. That's what's up. In addition, our girl Darla also went on a date. This is a guy that she met in her her group, her accountability group, and they went for coffee, which was really cute. You know, it's always nice to do something chill, and it seems that he's very, very passionate about coffee. Now, what I will say is the entire time that Darla was on the date, she looked extremely uncomfortable. Like, ladies, you know how this is. When you haven't been on a date in a while and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go out with this guy. He seems nice enough. He's cute or whatever. I just don't know if I'm really ready and I haven't been on a date in a while, so things may be a little awkward. That's exactly what Darla looked like to me the entire time. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't like him because at the end of the day, she wound up kissing him, so... She liked the guy. It just took her a minute to warm back up to the idea of dating someone, especially since she's been out of the game so long, and the last person she was with was Ralph Angel, so that's enough to be said, right? And then finally, after both of them simultaneously had been on dates with other people, they came together when Ralph Angel dropped Blue off to her, and they had a conversation, They were gonna ask about dates because Ralph Angel saw her kiss this dude when he dropped her off. And they both came to the determination that it would be good for them not to discuss the people that they're dating. And I get it, they're just not ready to think about the other person with somebody else. It's respectable, but I do also respect the fact that they're both moving forward with their lives 
And that they're trying to co-parent Blue in the midst of that, and they're doing a pretty good job. They're being respectful of each other, but I still think deep inside, they wish they could have worked it out with each other. The number two biggest moment is something that I've been waiting for since the beginning of last season. I know that was only last week, but I've been waiting for this guy to make an appearance on the screen. Number two, the evolution of Micah West. So listen, Micah came down the stairs at the airport looking like bunny. Like the guy came off the plane with a whole new persona. It was so bad that he came to greet his mom and he had some little fans waiting to take a selfie with them. So he did. I mean, the guy left looking like neighborhood standard Jack and Jill participant and came back with the Killmonger swag. He looked like, he looked really good. I, I don't even know what to tell you guys. I was, I was shocked, but I liked it. Charlie, on the other hand, was not really feeling it. And I think that on top of Micah changing his physical appearance, he's also had the opportunity to change his insight and how he feels. I mean, this began at the end of last season when he organized the prison rally, but he really found his confidence over the summer while he was in Paris. So on top of the look change, he definitely found the opportunity to gain some new insight. And he stood up to his mom. His mom was not feeling the locks, was not feeling the new steez that he had, and she told him about it. I mean, just like any mom would, she's concerned that how he appears outwardly is going to affect the way people treat him. And Micah gave his mom a really good lashing about respectability politics. And I was just sitting there watching like, yes, tell her. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a suit. It doesn't matter if you're wearing your pants under your butt. People are gonna treat you however they decide that they're going to treat you. So you might as well be yourself. And that is what Micah did. Now, the one thing that I will say that I was really taken aback by was the fact that Micah, you know, met up with his girlfriend and they went to a party under an overpass in New Orleans. Now listen, I have had an experience like this as well. I have been to a party under an overpass in New Orleans, and I guess that's just how they get down there. But anyway, they were partying, and some of Micah's old schoolmates were at this event as well. Now, it was a white kid, and the white kid laughed and said that he probably watched Black Panther a few too many times speaking about his new look. Well, Micah wasn't here for it, and he wasn't gonna stand for it. He said, uh, are you laughing at me? Is it funny? You think it's a joke? And boom, Micah went to throwing hands. He took one punch and then commenced to beating the brakes off of this kid on the hood of a car. I was like, wait, Micah went to Paris and got hands. When, when did all this happen? It's a really stark change, but I think really intensely that this is gonna be interesting to see how all of it unfolds because he's definitely adopted some characteristics from his Aunt Nova. But I think on top of him being influenced by Nova, he's also taken it to a new level. Over the summer, he spent time with some activists in Paris he started reading more, he started understanding more, and I think 
it's really important to point out here that travel can really open your mind up to some different things. Being in one place, even if you're a kid like Micah who has had the privilege, the opportunity to experience different cities, taking it outside the country is gonna open your eyes up to things that you would have never imagined. So I know that Micah is going to be a key player in the rest of this episode. Not just this episode, but the rest of this season. <laughs> and the number one most intriguing part of this episode was again, blessings and blood boiling over. Now look, this book has caused so much drama. And I honestly don't understand why Nova did it. I'm still confused. Like she told us in the last episode that she felt like she needed to free people. But she could have done that in a variety of ways. I mean, blasting her family out was not the correct move. <laughs> and at this point in episode two, we have three family members who have really dived into the book. So. Ralph Angel read the chapter about Blue. Charlie and Hollywood have actually read the most. I'm pretty sure Hollywood has read all of the book. He may not have finished, but Charlie has definitely read the entire book. I mean, she brought it to Nova. The thing was marked up like a subway in Harlem. She annotated that bad boy like she was about to go study for the last final standing between her and her degree. That is how intensely Charlie got into the book. And let me tell you something. The thing that keeps throwing me off the most about Nova writing the book is that she included her nephews, whom she says that she loves. And I know she really does love them, but I think because she's not a mom, she hasn't taken into consideration what kind of impact the book is gonna have on Blue and on Micah. I mean, when you think about it, Blue is six years old. Eventually, somebody in his class or his teacher or his principal are going to say something about the fact that in the book, we find out that Ralph Angel is not his biological father. And on top of that, we find out that his mom, Darla, at one point was a prostitute. Do you know what kind of impact that can have on a kid? I think about teasing, I think about bullying, I think about just in general the psychological trauma that that could have on somebody, let alone a six-year-old boy. And we know Blue is highly intelligent. He has a high level of emotional intelligence, but even that conversation would be difficult to have with a six-year-old. And then Micah, like I said before, he's really, really been taking in the things that his Aunt Nova has said. But one of the things that Nova said about Charlie in the book was that she used her light skin as a shield to allow her the privilege to do things that other black people wouldn't be able to do. Now, we know that Micah ain't no chocolate kid. He's definitely a light skinned dude. And now with his newfound wokeness, he might take that to heart. Now, Charlie, of course, was concerned that after reading about his mom paying off a woman that his father allegedly raped, that he would think she was a monster. And that, that's a valid point. That is a high probability that he could possibly really hate his mom for that. 
But on top of the fact that that's in the book, it's also a high probability that this book could make him want to turn on his Aunt Nova as well. I mean, I'm starting to think that Nova just, hmm, I don't really know. Like, it's really throwing me off. Like, why would you even begin to think that this was okay? And I mean, if there was truth that needed to be told, Nova has plenty of truths that she could have told on herself. I mean, she mentioned the fact that she's the reason that Too Sweet was in jail, that she illegally sold marijuana, but she has plenty of other things that she could talk about as well. Like take for example, she was sleeping with a married white police officer all the time. She was encouraging people in the community for, to stand up for black rights and fighting against police brutality. The entire time she was sleeping with a white man, not only just a white man, but a white police officer, not only just a white police officer, but a white married police officer. She's taken money as an activist. There are so many truths that she could have laid bare on her own, but instead she chose to blast out her family. And I think the part that irks me the most is every time someone tries to call her to the carpet, she's decided that she's gonna use her talking points like her publicist fed her things to tell people. This is your family, right? These aren't just test subjects that you could just spout anything off to. These are the people that you've grown with, that you love, that have loved you through all of your foolery. And you hit them with the you know, your story is one that's really important. Bro, are you kidding me? Come on, fam. They deserve better than that. And at the end of the day, they did not opt into this situation. Nova, I don't care how you spin it, is 100% completely wrong. Now, the one thing that I will say is that she continuously asks people if they've read the entire book. So I wonder if she feels like there's something in the end that gives it some type of redeeming quality, but whether or not they read the whole book or not, you can't spin it any other way. Nova, you're wrong and I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. So happy summer to everybody except Nova Bordelone. I'm sick of you. Well, that just about wraps up my top three moments from season four, episode two of Queen Sugar. But here are some things that we should look out for in the coming episodes. Number one, Aunt Vi's ex-husband is about to pop up on us. Now, in this episode, episode two, we see this guy, and it's a character that's portrayed by David Allen Greer, driving through the little country, little back road towns. He stopped and helped the lady fix her engine. He stopped and picked up some ribs and then he finally got to the hotel and he asked about High Yellow. Now we know that the High Yellow is now officially called Vice Prize Pie since Hollywood purchased it for Violet last season. So we know that this new guy, Jimmy Dale, is there to see Aunt Vi. This is the guy that was abusive to her. He's even mentioned in the book, I assume. And that's another thing to note that Aunt Vi is about to begin reading the book as well. And we know Aunt Vi is an auntie. She's a real, for real black auntie. And we know our black aunties know how to hold some grudges and will be upset. So once she finishes, I don't know 
if there's gonna be anything left to salvage of her relationship with Nova. I mean, we'll be able to see. But the other thing that we should pay attention to is the recourse of Micah getting into that fight with that white kid. And I won't even say he got into a fight. He whooped that white boy, like, on top of the car. He just beat him. Like, I was, I was taken aback. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. But that's something that's probably going to follow him. I feel like the kid might press charges. So we'll see how they handle that. Anyway, it's been another great episode of Sweet Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com. Listen, do me a favor, subscribe to this podcast, whether you're listening to it or you're watching. I'd love for you to get a notification so you know when the new episodes drop. And while you're at it, drop me a comment. Do tell, what do you think is gonna happen when Jimmy Dale shows up at Vice Prize Pies? Tell me what you think about Micah's new style. Are we feeling the Kid Cudi weekend party next door vibes? Or are we thinking that he should go back to the real square flat top? What do you think? What do you think should happen next? I look forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll see you next week.